morning. How are you? How are you? How are you? <laughs> oh, man. How many have experienced the presence of the Lord? So you've had an encounter with him today. I want to see your hands. Come on, don't get shy. Yeah. I love that. I love what God's doing in the church. I, I, I just want to take a moment and just say thank you to the entire worship team. Like, we notice that something shifted. We notice it. Amen. Do you agree? We notice and we're with you. So let's just go for it and let's break chains with our worship. Let's release captives with our praise. Let's break generational curses. Let's pull down idols with the songs we sing and worship in this house. May the music you play heal bodies. <laughs> May the guitars restore marriages. May the drums set things in order. <sighs> mm. May the piano heal your heart. Come on. May voices release you, set you free. Come on. So we thank you. We are with you, and I'm excited about where this is going to go. There is, a, there is a revolution taking place in worship right now. It is amazing to see the stuff that's coming out through Maverick City and Elevation and Bethel and Jesus Culture, and I'll forget someone if I, the, the Corey Asbury's and the Brandon Lakes, and um, if you don't have the new Maverick City album, it's called Old Church, Old Church Basement. I was gonna, I was gonna get it wrong, but Old Church Basement. Put it on and just listen to it all day long. It is unreal. And um, if you get a chance to watch the videos of it, it'll even bless you even more to see the the races and the generations worshiping together, Ce celebrating Jesus, cheering one another on, writing songs together celebrating victories together. It's beautiful to watch. And so I put a plug in. You can send me a royalty, Maverick City. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love it. I love what God's doing. <clears throat> oh, man. If you want to open your Bibles to John 16, we'll be in a couple of other places, but John chapter 16 and Isaiah 30. So John 16 and Isaiah 30. And yesterday I was, I was on my way, uh, Josiah and I and my family, Matthias has a soccer tournament this weekend. And so we were on our way to that. And while we were there, we were driving down 360 by uh, JTC Bless, the Ogus, one of their stores in Arlington. And I just told Josiah, I was like, every time we drive by, you, here's where their store is. Every time we drive by, we pray over them and we bless them. So every time we drive by, we pray over your employees. We pray that God would give you wisdom and give you favor in the community. And so we started doing that. And so we started talking about business, you know, business. And, and I was thinking about Shark Tank and all the, the people come on to Shark Tank and they want their business to just blow up like immediately. Like they want it to go from nothing to a billion dollar business overnight. And it's amazing to listen to the wisdom of the people on the panel, the various people that come in as investors and say, you don't want to grow too fast. Like you don't want to exceed the structure that you have in place because you can grow too fast and lose a really good thing. Like some people even come in and have, and they're making half a million a year as a, as a couple doing this all by themselves and they'll want an investment and they're like, if we invest in you and it blows up fast, it'll crush you and you'll lose it. You won't have it anymore. 
Like, take the journey, the slow journey to growth. And I started thinking about that. And then something else, another conversation came up in the day, and it, remind, it was the exact same wording that I had said there. And it was like the Lord says, hey, I want you to talk about this tomorrow. I was like, okay. And so he told me, timing matters. Would you say that with me? Timing matters. And some of us get a little impatient, or a lot impatient. And like we have big dreams, maybe big promises from God. Maybe they're not even just dreams. Maybe God has said, hey, this is what I'm going to do for you. And we hear that and we're like, okay, right now? <laughs> Today? Like, all right, let's go for this. I mean, Abraham and Sarah went through the same thing, right? Right now, we're going to have kids? Okay, well, then, then we're going to help you along with the process because we're impatient with the promises of God. And a lot of us don't like to struggle a lot of us don't like the journey of pain and suffering, but you cannot, we cannot get to anywhere worth going without suffering. Like, that's not fun. That's not the gospel. That's not good news. It is good news because it's in the trial, it's in the suffering, it's in the slow process where we get all the nutrients and all the structure built into us to sustain it for generations. Listen to me, if, if God was just interested in you having your dream for you right now, he would just give it all to us right now, we would enjoy the fruit of it, and, and then what would happen when we leave? Our kids would have to start all over again and get their dream from God and see it fulfilled, and then they would die, and then their kids would, and God doesn't build like that, he builds generationally. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God told Abraham he was going to make a nation from his seed, right? It was third generation. It was Abraham, Isaac, Jacob became Israel. Like sometimes we get promises and we get blessings that God says, I'm going to pour into your life. And we're like, I want it now. I'm ready for it. You said I'm ready because you already told me I must be ready. Not always. Sometimes we can rush things and we can skip over a step and it can crush us. In John chapter 16, Jesus is talking, and he, uses, and he teaches this principle in this, in this portion of Scripture. And this is where he's telling them, I'm about to leave, and Holy Spirit's going to come. You guys know I, I talk about this probably more than any passage, these, these three chapters, John 14, 15, and 16. He says, I have so much more, John 16, verse 12. I have so much more to say to you, more than you can now bear more than you can now handle. Now listen to the, the mercy that, that Jesus is speaking with right there. I, I have more for you. There is an inheritance coming. There is a kingdom coming. There is the fullness of the kingdom coming into your life. But if I tell you about it now, it will crush the system that you have operating right now. And he says, but when the spirit of truth comes, come on. We're setting up next week is Pentecost Sunday, so get ready for Pentecost Sunday. We're going to celebrate, and we're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He says, when he comes, the spirit of truth comes, he will lead you and guide you into all truth. Everyone say, lead and guide. All right. He will lead us and guide us into all truth. He will not speak about himself. How cool is that? Holy Spirit always speaks of Jesus, and Jesus always speaks of the Father. They're always pointing the glory to the Father. I love that. But he will glorify, let's see, he will not speak uh, on his own, but he will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. So you want to know what's coming next in your life? 
the Holy Spirit will tell you. You want to know what's next for you? God will speak it to you. Amen? He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. So it's coming through Jesus into the Holy Spirit and then into us, right? All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said that the Spirit will receive what is from me and then he will release it to you. All right, listen to me. Timing matters. I don't know where you are or in your journey of promises, but here's the first thing I need to say. If you don't have a promise from God, if you don't have a plan for your life that God says, hey, here's your path, here's what I'm going to do for you, you need to get one. If you don't know who you are and what you're here for and what God wants to do through your life, at least in a general, a generic brand version of it, you need, you need to get it because that's what we live for. The Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish. They cast off restraints. That's what the scripture literally means. Where there is no vision, the people cast off restraints. In other words, people push away suffering. People push away timing. People push away maturity. People push away growth. People push away the process because they have no vision. But then it says, but happy is he who keeps the law. And what that really says is, is blessing comes to those who heed or listen to his instruction. Would you say the word instruction? And so God is trying to release to us something, but we have to have the support to handle it, to hold it. Because it would be, it would really be cruel for God to give us more than we could handle. How many would agree with that? Like we always think of that scripture, and God will now never allow more to be put upon you than you can handle. And we always talk about suffering in that verse, right? Well, God, I, I can't handle this. Yeah, we can. We can always handle more than we think we can. You're like, I don't know, man. <laughs> He's faithful to us. He will never allow. Now, it doesn't say he will put more on you. It says he will never allow more to be put upon you. Think back to the story of Job. Satan had to ask permission to try Job. He couldn't just do it. So if you're in the middle of a really dark season right now of suffering, it's because God says, they can handle this. It's going to be for their benefit. Like, well, that doesn't sound very loving. Actually, it sounds very loving to me because it means he already knows that there's a lion inside of here that can handle this and that when I realize I can handle it, I'm going to rise with a new authority that I didn't know I had before unless I went through what I went through. So God will allow us to go through things. He never sends us and causes them, but he will allow us to go through things because he wants us to see the strength that's inside of us. So he will never allow more to be put upon us than we can bear. And we take that like, God, I can't handle this. But think about it in blessing too. God will never allow more favor or blessing or increase to be put upon our lives than we can handle. Because you know what happens with favor? When we have, the Bible says that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, and he increased in his favor with both God and with man. Everyone say God and man. So Jesus grew in favor with God, which is unbelievable to me. How could he grow in favor with God? But he did, because the Bible says Jesus learned obedience. How? Oh, everyone, how did Jesus learn obedience? Through the things he suffered. Suffering is good for us. It is really, 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 really good for us. And, and we can handle this. But, but what happens if 
if he puts blessing on us or favor on us that we're not ready for. See, favor can open doors that sometimes we don't need to open. I'm talking about timing today, okay? And, I'm, and this is for practical living. This is for your life. Like, when do we do this? Do we start this? Do we open this business? Do we do this? All of these things matter to God. And he has a timing for it that's perfect. And sometimes the favor of God can come upon our lives and can open doors that, that we never could have opened ourselves. But then we can step into a, a place of favor where the favor follows us everywhere. And sometimes it opens doors that we shouldn't go through. Sometimes it puts us in a room that we shouldn't be in. And we have to have the wisdom and the instruction from God to know what timing and what doors to go through and when not to. What doors to kick open and what doors to just wait wait for later. Because God knows his timing is best. But here's the thing about man's favor. God's favor never goes away. The Bible says his favor will be upon us for a lifetime. (laughs) His anger lasts for a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Come on. It's like I tell Levi, mad goes away. Sad goes away. But God's favor, I don't tell him this yet, but I will. God's favor doesn't go away. But man's favor can come and go. How many of you are in a place of business right now, and you've been there for more than 10 years? Just raise your hand. Okay, have you seen ebbs and flows of favor in your company? Like seasons where you had great favor, seasons where you didn't, seasons where opportunities came and seasons, because man's favor comes and goes. God's favor doesn't come and go. And the danger is for me to misplace man's favor with God's favor. And what I can do is I can step into things not knowing, not being wise and being ambitious and step into because there's favor there and go for it. And it wasn't God's favor, it was man's favor. And like I said, if you've been in a company and you've seen the ups and downs of favor, what typically is the reason for the ups and downs in favor? Would it be personnel changes, new bosses? I had favor with the old boss, but I don't have favor with the new boss. I have favor with the old group of people we worked with, but now they moved in new people and there's a different power dynamic there. And I don't have the same favor in this circle of people that I did before because favor changes with whoever's in authority. It changes uh, according to whoever's in the boss or in power. Does that make sense? I, I stumbled over that stutter really badly, but that's all right. Favor changes with man, but God's favor doesn't change. And the danger is in life for us to make decisions based upon favor that we think is God's, but is man's. And it will lead us into frustrating seasons. And God will always get us back on track. Like nothing's permanent, right? And we're not dead yet. A live dog is better than a dead lion, right? The Bible says, like, keep going. But there is a place for us to find this timing with God. There is a perfect timing with God where he syncs us up with his perfect will. And and it's learning God's favor leads us into places and he doesn't lift that off of us. And we have to know that and begin to realize that. But sometimes we push and we want things before we're ready. And I know we all do it. We get excited. We get really excited. So all long story short, this is what we were talking about. Me and Joe in the car just summed it up shortly. We didn't talk that long. I, I can't get his attention that long. But we did talk about this. And, and I want you to know that God has a structure for us. And it comes through his instruction. He will release his word into us. It's called instruction, right? The word instruction, internal structures. It's how he builds us and prepares us for what's coming. 
<clears throat> Proverbs 4, verse 13 says, take firm hold of instruction. Would y'all say that? Take firm hold of instruction. Take firm hold of internal structures that God's been building inside here. Do not let go. Keep her, talking of wisdom, for she is your life. She will sustain your life. <clears throat> Proverbs 4, verse 10 through 13. Proverbs 4, 10 through 13 says, Hear, my son, receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. Come on. When you run, you will not stumble. It's okay to go fast with God, but it has to be in his timing. So there's a walking with God, and then there's a running with God. But he determines the speed and the seasons. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let her go, for she will preserve your life. God's instructions will preserve our life. One of the best ways... All right, you ready for this? One of the best ways to see where God is leading us is to rehearse everything that he has said to us already. To go back and, and pull out words that God has given us. Okay, God, you said this, and you said this, this, and this, and this. Why is it important to remember what he said in the past? Because his, his word is like seed. And he sends his word into the future, like, his word, it goes into the future, brings the word back into our present, deposits the word into us, and it produces fruit for what's coming into the future. The seed carries with it the future. It carries life. It carries posterity, which is generational. And so God comes from the end. He knows the end from the beginning. And he goes there, and he takes a word that will make that happen, and he brings it into our present and says, Jared, boom, and he releases the word to us. And the way we take that word and handle that word will guide us in our footsteps. Like Mary, when she says, be it unto me as you have spoken. The, the, the angel gave her a crazy promise, a crazy thing. Like it was absolutely crazy what the angel of the Lord said to Mary about Jesus being born through her. It was crazy. She didn't say, that's crazy. She said, <laughs> she didn't. She just received it. Well, the Lord spoke it. May it be unto me. May what you said happen. And she made room in her heart for his word. I believe with all my heart, if you are confused right now, or if you don't know what's coming next, or if you just need reassurance of what's coming next, the best thing you can do is to go back and say, Lord, remind me of everything you've already told me. Remind me of the promises and the, the, even the, the, the orders, the instructions you've given me recently. Remind me. And then when you recall those things, there will be a pattern to them. And I promise you, it will, it will provide a pathway. It will say, this is the way, walk in it. That's from Isaiah chapter 30, verse 20 and 21. Although the Lord, goes back to suffering, although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teachers or your wisdom will be hidden no more. Your own eyes will see them, whether you turn to the right or to the left, Come on, whether you turn to the right or to the left, you will, your ears will hear a voice where? I know you may not be there. It says a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. What is that speaking to? What has God already said to me in the past? Those things can determine where I'm going right now. I can be very sure of the, my next step because of what he's been saying to me back here, because there will be a voice behind me saying, that's the direction. 
It's like, have you ever been hiking anywhere and they, and they put these rock stones up? Like sometimes you're in a really hard place uh, to navigate. And so they put these, they stack stones up and, and, every, and you have to look at a certain angle to see this stone goes to the next stone, goes to the next stones so you can follow your path. But you can't see it sometimes when you're standing right on it. You have to get behind it a little and kind of survey the landscape. Okay, there, there's the next cache of stones. That's where we're going. It's from behind that you see better. And it's the Lord's voice behind us showing us the way. It's like he's lining us up. Like, okay, right, right, there's where you're going. And it's the things he already said to us. Like the pressure of getting a fresh word. Like, oh God, I need to know. And I, I'm all for fresh words from him. I'll get there in a minute. But the pressure of, oh God, I gotta hear right now what I'm supposed to do. No, it's, it's simple. Go back on a journey with God. God, what have you been telling me? Let's, re- let's go back and rehearse conversations we've already had. And in that place of talking with him, God he will line it up and he'll, he'll move us in the direction we're supposed to go by what he's already spoken into us because the seed of his word produces the future we're going for. It lines us up. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. That means the steps of a person who's in right standing is ordered by God. Come on. What he said to you and to me in the past is the map forward. It is the way forward. So there is zero excuse for us to stand right now and be like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. There are some times where we take a pause. There are some times where we catch our breath, but we shouldn't be in a place of confusion and wondering, okay, what am I supposed to do? Here's the hope. Like, well, well, I do feel confused. I, I know. I, I go through this myself. That's why I'm talking about this. I'm confused. Okay, I have to go back and rehearse. I have to go back and remember. God instruct me. Well, you've already instructed me. He's even instructed us as we sleep. He's already built the internal structures in us by speaking to us while we sleep. Okay, God, I, I need to remember what you said. I forgot. I'll do that with my kids all the time. I'm like, hey, what did I already say? Like, hey, what do I need? Well, you, you need to do the thing I already said to do first. Then we'll go forward. That's what, that's what this is. What did he already say to us? Amen? In Isaiah 42, verse 9, it says, See, the former things have taken place, and new things I declare. Everyone say new things. He's saying Former things have already happened, but new things are on their way. And it says, before they spring into being, I announce them to you. When, when does he tell us about it? Before, everyone say before. Come on, pretend you already know the answer. When does he announce them to us? Before they come into being. Always. Always. Amos says he does nothing on the earth without first telling it to his friends, the prophets. Who are prophets? You better raise your hand. We are all called to prophesy. We are all friends of God, amen? Which means he does nothing in our life, nothing in our business, nothing in our children, nothing in our marriage without first announcing to us the information we need to step forward successfully. He has a great invested interest in you and I succeeding, Oh, God doesn't really care about me. Are you kidding me? God doesn't really care that I'm floundering. Yeah, he does. He cares so much he sent his son. You're like, well, that's just for eternal life. No, it's not just for when you die, this poor, miserable life. Jesus said, I came to give you life abundantly right now. 
I hear Levi's voice, right now. He has a little accent. It's, I don't know what it is. Right now. I'm like, where'd you get that? You're a Texas boy. Stop that. He has a word for us right now. He wants us to be abundant right now. He has a vested interest in our future. You're like, no, he really cares about them because they're super talented. He doesn't look at talent and determine whether people succeed or not. If that was the case, David never would have been king. This first Samuel, I think it's 15 verse 22 says, man does not look at the outward appearance, but God, a man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Like, so he cares that you succeed. Do you believe that? Every one of you, he cares that you succeed and not just barely get by. He cares that you conquer, conquer like a conqueror, a champion, a hero. He cares that you finish strong. Like, well, it doesn't feel like it right now. I, I understand. We've all been in that tumble dry place where we just tumbled around and confused. And we don't know which way is up. We're, we're discombobulated. We've, we've forgotten all the good things that happened, even though, like the song Miracles, I can't count them all. Count them. One, two, three. Y'all got, you got to listen to church, church Basement, man. I'm telling you, you're going to get wrecked. Miracles, that song. All right. Can't count everything he's done good for us, right? So how is it that we get in seasons where like, I can't even remember what God did for me. I can't remember. Like, it doesn't come to mind. Like, hey, hey give, give me a testimony. What God, what's God doing in your life right now? Well, I don't know. Come on. <laughs> Wake up. He wants you to succeed. Don't forget what he has already done. It's the key to what he will do. Amen. The way we handle what he already said, we're just going to close with this. The way that we handle what he has already said to us conditions our heart to hear more. The way I listened to him in the past attracts him speaking right now. How many have friends in your life that call you for advice? Anybody? I just want to see quick. You have friends that call you for advice, right? How many of those friends that call you for advice listen to anything that we have to say? <laughs> and what do we learn in that process? Well, if you're not going to listen, I'm going to quit giving advice. Do what you've already been told to do. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? That's the way the Lord works with us sometimes. Like, hey, 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 hey. Like, okay, do, do what, I already, what I already told you to do. Condition your heart. Create an atmosphere that draws the word of God to your life. Like, you, you and I can create an atmosphere in our heart right here that attracts the word of the Lord, that attracts people prophesying over us. How many have been prophesied over before? All right, get ready. We're going to all start prophesying more because it, we want to attract the word of the Lord. The way we handle it attracts more. Amen? The condition of our heart for what he already said to us sets us up for more. And why is that important? Because Matthew, I think it's 4, 4 says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So there's a preceding word, which is what he already said to us. And then there's a current word, a proceeding word, which is what he's saying to us now. We have to take care of both of those. The preceding, what he said in the past, and the proceeding, what he's saying right now. Amen? Sometimes... 
God is going to give you a command or an instruction and he's going to ask you to take a risk right now and you feel like, well, I'm not ready for that. And you're just going to have to go, like go. You don't wait, just go. You're like, how do I know if I'm ready to go? He's been talking in the past. You're ready. He's built structures in you. I won't go through the whole testimony again. You've all heard it, but that was how it was with our house. I wasn't ready. I was not ready. I told Mandy, you are crazy. We are not ready. But the Lord says, you're ready. Go. We're like, okay, let's just see. And 30 days later, we're in a house. Like, how in the world does that happen? Because God said, go. It was the proceeding word of God. And it... If we didn't step when he told us to, if we were off by two weeks, we wouldn't be in a house right now because the market shifted and changed so crazy. Like, how many you know, we have friends that were trying to buy a house and, and they, they bid like 20,000 over and they, they lost a bid and they lost a bid and lost a, like they can't find a house. There are no houses right now. Like, and the Lord said, go. And we're like, I'm not ready. He's like, you're ready. I've been talking to you. I've been telling you things. I've been prophesying over you. I've been putting structures in you at night while you sleep. You're ready. Okay, we'll take a risk. Wow, the path lined up for us perfectly. I bet everyone in this room, you have stories like that. Where the Lord said, go. You're like, whoa, I'm not ready. And you went. And whoa, yes, this was perfect. How could I have imagined my life without this? Why? Because the preceding word created an atmosphere that attracted the proceeding word and it built structures in you and, and strengthened you you didn't know you had to sustain what he's going to give you. See, God wants us to be able to steward well what he gives us. That's why he told the Israelites, I'm not gonna give you all the land at once. Because if I give you all the land, the promised land at once, the... It's too much for you. You don't have the strength, the capacity to handle it. The beasts are too numerous. The enemies are too many. But I'm going to give it to you a little bit at a time. Because when, I, when you take possession of it, I want you to, to be able to increase it. Amen? And every time that we do that, and we have the preceding word hidden in our heart, be it unto me as you have said, Lord. It attracts the proceeding word where we can step out in faith and things work out really well because we've grown in favor with God. And then the favor with God causes us to grow in favor with man. And all of a sudden we're stepping out and we're seeing breakthrough and we're taking risk that we never would have taken before. And it's all because he sent a word to us. All because he spoke into us. Would you stand with me, please? God wants to speak to you today. Amen? He wants to give you a fresh word. He wants to remind you of what he's already said. I want to ask you right now to take the next one minute, and I want you to ask the Lord, what have you been telling me lately? What have you been saying? Come on, ask him. Listen to what he has to say. Be reminded right now.
if he gives you a few things, write them in your phone right now. Write them on a piece of paper. I'll do it later. Don't trust you. I'll do it later. Do it right now. Do it right now. If he told you something right now, write it down. Tell your spouse, write it down. Help me remember. God, we ask that right now you would send your word. Come on, has he talked to you? Write it down. Come on, this is, obey, do it. Go for it, write it down, remember. prophetic word. Just raise your hand. Someone's going to come to you. Prophets, let's go. Right now. We don't have have time to wait. Go give a word. Come on. Keep your hand up till someone comes to you. Yeah? The Lord will give you, you're like, I don't know. I don't know them. I don't know. Just go and let the Lord put the words in your mouth. Someone here at the front. Anyone else? You need a word from the Lord. If you need a word, if you want to be prophesied over, you need a fresh word from God, just raise your hand until someone comes to you. And we got to get really good at at being a little bit, um, what's the word? Hungry, sensitive, needy. We need you, God. We need you to speak. Who wants a prophetic word? Lift your hand. side of you. It's still there. It hasn't dried up. And I call on that well to spring forth in Jesus' name. I call on that well to spring forth life in Jesus' name. We move everything that has seemingly stopped up the well of life, the well of revelation, the well of, of mercy, grace, whatever it is we feel we're lacking, and we drive those things away. Spring up a well in Jesus' name. Dig deep right now. 
many in this room and on Facebook that when we said that God has a vested interest in your success, that minister to you. I speak right now of you. You will succeed. All things work together for your good. You are more than a conqueror through Christ. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. says that we will overcome him by what? The blood of the lamb which Jesus already shed and the word of our testimony. What is a testimony? It's what God's done. And every time we tell a testimony, every time we rehearse a testimony, we are creating the condition that says do it again God. Do it again. Do it again. You've healed marriages. I, I just, I don't know. The last two weeks, that's come up. God healed my marriage. Anyone need your marriage healed? And I, I'm talking about just deep healing. You are well. Your marriage is well in Jesus' name. We declare intimacy that you've never known before. Trust that you've never known before. Vulnerability you've never known before. Like you do, I don't even know how to be that way. You're going to just begin to step into it. And your marriage is going to flourish. And it's going to prosper. And your love is going to grow. Come on. It's going to overflow. Everyone around you is going to notice it. You're going to be the happiest you've ever been. And it's because together you made a decision. You made a covenant with God. And God's going to bless your covenant right now. God's going to bless your covenant right now. I speak life into marriages in Jesus' name. And I don't just mean where we are good roommates and we get along well. I'm talking about awesome, beautiful marriage. Say out loud, I want you to think of a testimony. I want you to just declare it out loud. Right where you're at, a testimony, something God has done for you. When you say it out loud, it's going to do something in the atmosphere. It's going to touch someone in this room, and they're not even probably going to hear your words. Someone on Facebook is going to be touched because you're releasing something into the atmosphere. Marriages across the street. God, I'm right now, Lord, whoever's struggling in abusive, struggling marriages across the street in the apartments, the houses around us, God, we speak life into their marriage. We may never meet them or may never know them. And we stand in heaven one day and they said, on this day in 2021, our marriage changed. We don't know what happened. And we'll be like, we prayed. We prayed for you. We declare health in your marriages, prosperity in your marriages right now in Jesus' name. So you do the same right now. Tell your testimony. Say it out loud. You'll never know. There's a heavenly reward. Come on. Release it in the atmosphere. Uh My heart found a surgeon. Come on. Sing it. My soul found a friend. That's a testimony. We declare it, God. Heal broken hearts. 
for you we're praying for the next 60 and the next 60 that God causes you to prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers we pray that you would know the greatness of his love for you that you would wake up in wonder that the God of the universe absolutely loves you and pursues you of all people and my prayer for you is that you feel greatly loved by God that your children will feel loved by God and that your children's children will feel loved by God and on and on and on because God builds legacy. He doesn't build in one generation. He builds line upon line, precept upon precept. And the victories that we win today help our kids out and help our grandkids out. Our floor becomes their ceiling until Jesus comes back. So we declare a blessing over you. I pray that the Holy Spirit begin to speak to you like he never has spoken to you before that your sensitivity to his voice would increase that when he begins to speak that it would be like everything else just like the noise counseling headphones everything else just disappears and his voice just rises above all the others it was very clear and it's easy to follow him i speak that over you and that the holy spirit would ignite you with gifts and that everywhere you go you would leak on other people that accidentally you will step into prophetic words for other people. That accidentally you will begin to pray for the sick and heal, heal people in your workplace and not even knowing it. Come on. And I want us to know when we do it, but I want it to just float everywhere all the time. It's always on. So we bless you. If you want more prayer, we want to pray for you here at the front if you need it. We love you. We thank you so much for being here. We, we count every one of you as part of a family. We're part of a family. And we want you to succeed every family. Would you say that with me? Every family prospers. Let's say that one more time. Every family prospers. In Jesus' name, we love you. We bless you.